She's April. And she's Molly. And we are... (laughs) A mess. The book besties. (laughs) Just need a little jingling. Well, we're seven minutes in. Maybe we should do what we're fucking here for. You know, rivet, rivet. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, shit. Okay, we should get back to this. What the fuck? Are you new here? Are you new here? Trigger warning. There's prison rape. There's rape in general. There's sexual assault. If these are triggering for you, please join us in another episode. (laughs) Oh, Molly Snort! Yes! I was wondering which of us was going to be the first to do that on pod. You know it's a hard thing to get it from me, I'm normally the snorter. And I'm usually the mess. You're knocking shit over before. It's like me over there. Molly, it has been a motherfucking week. Okay? Girl, I know. Yours is much harder than mine. But I know, dude. Yeah, so I work at a public library as the children's librarian. And And she's seven days straight this week, y'all. Right. So my library is open on Sundays. And this is the first library system where I've worked that we're open on Sundays that everyone had to work Sundays because I've worked at one before. It's a long story. It doesn't matter. But um, when it's your Saturday and Sunday, you work Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. You get off the Thursday and Friday before you do that seven-day stretch. And I made the stupid mistake of scheduling myself three programs on my seven-day stretch. So I had story time on Wednesday. I had a program on Thursday. I have another program on Friday. And I said to my boss, I was like, why did I do this during my seven-day stretch? She's like, because you're in probation period and you're trying to be impressive. And I was like, actually, <laughs> actually, no. I'm I'm pretty impressive without that. So facts like you're what are you doing to your camera lights down i'm sorry i'm really bright girl girl we are filming like this is going to be posted (laughs) to youtube what the fuck are you new here are you new here says the girl that toppled her microphone over while trying to do it look look we did not have we did not have intro on at that point (laughs) oh it's gonna be a great episode um let's see my week Uh well i woke up to a fraud email this morning from paypal a fraud i thought you said frog i was like what's a frog email (laughs) you know rivet rivet i was like i thought maybe it was some sort of like pictures it's just happy pictures of frogs you know i thought it was maybe like a new i thought it was maybe like a new term of like spam i didn't i don't know okay so what fraud email PayPal said somebody tried accessing my account in the middle of the night. Your PayPal account? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get on PayPal and I see that there's a charge for $4 to Sephora. I was like, that's weird. I haven't ordered from Sephora in a while. My makeup stash is solid. Also, what the fuck can you buy at Sephora for $4? Like, um, you could buy make, a walk in the it's, store? It's those, it's, um, those uh, she ordered... The person pretending to be me on Sephora ordered uh, those cotton rounds, like those wide ones, like a pack of those, and then proceeded to use all 1,800 of my points. First of all, how the fuck do you have 1,800 points saved? I've been saving a while. Clearly. Because I've been, because every uh, (laughs) December they do big giveaways in the points. 
-hmm. and like their experiences with like makeup artists and stuff. So you get to like learn. It's a class. So I've been saving up to enter those drawings. Oh, yeah. Because once those drawings are filled, they're filled. That's it. So I'm like, I'm going to save up. I'm going to get it. She was spending 100 points here, 100 points there. 1,800 points. You can get the good shit for 1,800 points. Yeah, you can. She's going to be really sad when all her samples don't come in the mail because I canceled the order. I bet that she was he or she, whatever. I bet yes. this. The person. I'm assuming somebody stealing my makeup is a woman. Fake fake Molly. Fake um, Molly in Michigan. By fake the way. Molly in the Michigan was probably trying to sell the stuff secondhand. Like yeah. buy probably. it and, and then sell it. Probably. I have their address though. So I could always do something with that, I guess. It's not they a P.O. Their- box. Nope, they put their home mailing address. Well, Molly, turn them in. Yeah, I should. Oh, I don't know I why should. you're questioning that. You absolutely should. <sighs> Semi-related, your eyes look amazing today. Like, that, Thanks. that like... That, the hmm. bronze. Thank you. Yeah, but also, like, the, the what the hell, eyeliner looks good. Oh, on, the brown. Today. Thank you. I went Thank to the you. chiropractor today and so I have dark circles under my eyes where my makeup was like, hmm, I belong here now. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but they push you on the table and everything smears and yeah. I love going to the chiropractor. Though. Oh no, my chiropractor is awesome and today they're she They're like did, my favorite place. They're like one of my favorite. My chiropractor is one of my favorite places. She did a, a different hip uh maneuver today because mm-hmm. I have the problems that are mostly with my hips and she did the Barbie hip. Yeah. She, I, 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 right. am, I am. It's Barbie right. hip. Yeah. So she did a different um, chiropractic move today. And she was like, just so mm-hmm. you know, I need you to be like really relaxed because I can actually hurt myself doing yeah. this to you. And I was like, okay, I'll try. And I was so relaxed. I almost fell off the table. <laughs> what did she do? Did she do a leg pull? Um, no, I like when they do that, but this one felt so good that I was like, can we just do that like every time? So she took my leg, I put my uh-huh. knee up and she yeah. bent my leg. So to see what the range of motion. Oh, she be. twisted you and you, she had you cross your arms like this. Mm-hmm. I and, love that. I also and, love and when my, you- it just like slid right into place. And like, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is what you're supposed to feel like normally. Yeah. My, uh, my other favorite, if. I can't do that one all the time because of my back, mm-hmm. but my old Cairo in Texas would make a fist and put it between my shoulders mm-hmm. and then bear hug me and mm-hmm. push the fist in between my shoulders and it would just, and yeah. my ribs and my back in that section would just all go back into place. It, yeah. it was the best feeling in the world. Yeah. They're really good at this, uh, at this chiropractor. It's a man and a woman and like the man is more gentle Mm-hmm. And the woman is more rough, but I definitely feel like I'm better adjusted when she does it than when he does yeah. it. My, uh, my last I, I often need female. to, yeah, I often need to do ice after because she is mm-hmm. so rough, but I, I, it lasts longer when she does it than when he does yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, it's a miracle. Okay. Like, well, the body. we're, we're, we're seven about. minutes in. Maybe we should do what we're <laughs> okay. This fucking here for. <laughs> this week we are talking about Karen Slaughter's book, Triptych. Mm-hmm. Is it Karen or Kareen? We, Karen. We, okay. Karen. I did all the double checking. I Googled and all that. It is Karen. She says it in early interviews as Kareen, and now more modern interviews, she says Karen. So I am well, going to If go I had a it. choice, I would say Kareen, because Karen is not the name you want anymore. No. but <laughs> So I was going to start with a synopsis, and 
that's so generally what we do around here. Yeah, it is like the thing I do, right? Um, <laughs> we're going to get through this episode. Um, it's a short synopsis today. Because <laughs> this is a odd book. I don't know why you have a short synopsis for such a long book, but okay, let's go ahead. Yeah, we'll talk about Two cousins, one a convicted criminal, the other a cop, with a great record. But the past has come back calling, and it's the job of Will Trent to figure out who is the real criminal. With a ton of violence, death, and sex in this story, the story unfolds slowly in in unique ways. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I don't know that I would say sex is the right term. There's like one sex scene, but the rest is rape. Yeah, rape. Like lots and lots of there's lots of assaults and rape. Lots and lots of prison rape scenes. There's prison rape. Okay, so trigger warning. There's prison rape. There's rape in general. There there's sexual assault. If these are triggering for you, please join us in another episode. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Thanks. Let's get in this. So I don't. I'm in a weird spot today. It's been I. That email threw me off. I'm telling you, I've been out of sorts today. They called my name three times at PT today. Mm. And I was sitting in a chair looking at him and he called my name three times. Mm. Same physical therapist I've been going to for a month. I have difficulty realizing that they're calling my name because I'm most often listening to an audiobook. So, Oh, no, I was there. Full, clear-headed, Molly, just clearly not clear-headed. ADHD zone out, you know, just like gone in the world and that's been my week like i can't get out of adhd zone out it's been rough Mm. so this is your first karen slaughter book Mm -hmm. um before we talk about the story i want to hear how you felt about her storytelling style her use of the characters in telling the story and what you thought about her writing in general okay so for those of you who are new to our pod this genre is not something I enjoy. No, no. Um, this is a Molly, Molly book genre. Molly enjoys a wide range of books. April enjoys dystopian YA literature and contemporary adult romance. <laughs> Speaking of, I am in the middle of the new book, the first book of our guest coming up. Oh and my gosh. Damn, Kendra. I cannot I- wait. I cannot finish. I, I, I'm going to finish the series already. And we have stupid pod books. I stupid know. pod books, dude. Listen, stop calling our pod books stupid. <laughs> Not when I want to read other books, though. I know. It's hard. The struggle is real. We, we take two weeks off, so you can, we do take two weeks you off. can read it then. I, I'll blow through them then. Okay, I, can't, so, I can't wait to meet with her next week, though, because I'm, I know, it's I'm been, in it. All right, so back to Karen Slaughter. So this is not... This author, not that author. <laughs> this is not my genre. With that no. said, I think her writing is really good. I really like the progressive take on this. I really like the... Uh, bait and switch that like mm-hmm. the cop is like he, first of all I thought the person that he was banging at the beginning of the book was a grown adult yes, not a teenager because because it was from his point of view Michael right. skewed that from you because he's an unreliable narrator he's an and, unreliable narrator 100% yes and I know and, you and, love an unreliable narrator I love an unreliable 
little narrator, but I also love how she snuck that in, right? Yes. Because so I was very learn- confused. I was like, wait a minute, this is her dad that's gone all the time? Like, I thought it was her husband. Like, right. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just we were using, he was just using names. Right. And you just make the assumption, you know. I yeah. also, for some reason, assumed that they were in an apartment building and not in like but it was a neighborhood. Houses, nice it was houses, like, but it was like extremely nice, nice houses in like the suburbs. Yeah, nice, yeah. Um, so yeah. I really liked the way that the story like unfolds and it's told in basically three parts, like a triptych, right? So right. Um, I think it was really interesting. I frequently am not surprised, but. When it was starting to become obvious that um, that Woody was the same person as the with, with Michael Orwood, yeah, right. When that was becoming more obvious, I was like, "Oh, that's really fucking clever," because yeah. I was like, "Why? Why does John know have like such an indication of who has stolen his identity? Like, why is he certain?" He had a gut person? feeling from the beginning. Yeah. And but, he was right, but you never mm-hmm. like, like, and I know you gave this away in the um, synopsis that they're cousins, but you don't really know that until like much later in the book. Right. So, so for me, her way of storytelling and weaving the story together was amazing. Now, well, and it's three different voices. We get mm-hmm. Will's voice. We, we get, actually get four voices. Four, because we get Angie too, right? Angie. Mm-hmm. We get Angie, we get Will, we get John, and we get... Uh, Michael. We even right. get we get the villain's voice in this, and right. I'm like, and she does that in all of her books. Mm. Okay, I won't say all of them. It's most of her books, you do get a viewpoint of the villain or from the villain, or one of like one of the books mm-hmm. is the point of view is from one of the girls that have been kidnapped and taken Ooh. to the woods and in like in like they're in the shed under these wood like planks, Ooh. and her whole. Like her whole perspective the whole time is just these planks, mm. so and we jump back with her. It's sort really of like, interesting. That sort of like reminds me of the movie or the book, The Room. Yeah, or Room. Um, room, and they make it. A, they made that a movie, and then also the Lovely Bones. But she's a ghost yeah. when she's telling the story. Yeah. Um. Th- with all of that said, this book reminded me a lot of like early law and order like that really like that grit well, that, like this was early 2000s yeah but i'm thinking like 90s law and order um oh, okay with like the grit in the like the tough well, cops in brooklyn she's been, and she's been publishing since the mid 90s i think well, her first publication date's 94 i mean i'm not criticizing i'll double that. check it i'm not criticizing that part of it but i am critical only because it was disturbing to me and not because I didn't think it was well written. The violence, the gratuitous violence in this, the images of of John It's very being much raped. SVU. It's very SVU. It's very law and order SVU. Yeah. But the the I mean, there was literally I cannot get this sentence out of my head. Like there's literally a, a sentence in the book that's like he's John's sitting across from his mom and he's embarrassed of the fact that he and I quote, still has the taste of his uh, of his own shit and other men's cum in the back of his mouth. That was so disturbing to me. And he was a child then. I know. He was still a child. And I th- I did this one as an audio book and like I, it turned my stomach. I'm in the car and I'm like, I think I might vomit. Um, mm-hmm. And so like. I'm sorry that, for that. 
that and the image um when at the end when angie is like pushed down the stairs and like all that glass and everything yeah. it's like gratuitous violence that like i'm not here for that but no um, but the writing is amazing like she really yeah. did paint a picture she for me fills the picture out like yeah like i good. i could i could picture these things even when I didn't want to, so right yeah um so this is the first will trent this is the first book in the Will Trent series. Mm -hmm. Readers have met him in another series, but this is your first introduction to this character in yeah. his saga. Right. Um, what do you think of Will as a main character? Well, first, I have to tell everybody, I texted Molly on more than one occasion while I was listening to this book, and I was like, how is this a book, the first book in his series, when he's not even the main character? <laughs> like, you have I to... I going, you'll see. I mean, you have to get a few <laughs> chapters in, like, maybe more, like, yeah. halfway through the book before he actually really becomes the main character. Um, because you have to be involved in the storyline. She really gets you involved right. in the storyline and rooting <laughs> for someone, right? Right. You want this resolution, and you need a hero. And who right. is she going to give you? Will Trent. Will Trent. Um, <laughs> so I think, like, I like the idea that he's, like, um, a, a kid who grew up in the system, and so he's got some problems, and, you know, he's socially awkward. Um, I, I love the spin that he's dyslexic. I know we're going to talk about that more later. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I like him as a character. I just don't care enough about him to keep reading more of his books. That um, makes sense. And that could be because this isn't my genre and because of how gratuitous the violence was in the book. But I, to me, I don't feel like this book did enough to establish him as like the lead of a series. Right. But I do know he, this, his, this series, her series about Will Trent is so wildly, wildly popular. Like we get asked yeah. for them a lot at the library. Um, I had a former coworker who like dressed up as Will Trent from Halloween. Like she's obsessed with the series. Like that's amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, so I, I get it. Like I, I, I think know it's like 15 following. books deep now. Yeah. 15, something like that. It's yeah. wild. It's so I mean, big. I mean, it's just like, it's just like the Rizzoli and Isles series. Right. So yeah. When we read the bone garden last year during spooky season, they appear in that book and I was like, mm, that still didn't inspire. And I liked that book a lot. I, that yeah. didn't inspire me to read any more of but their books. I, but I never liked Brazilian Isles. Mm -hmm. I, I like Bone Gardens and I like her writing style there, but I could never get into their yeah. series. Well, they, it, it just didn't transition for me. It's also like, um, the show Bones. I love yeah. that show, which is weird. I love Bones. Like speaking of gratuitous violence, but um, but I loved that show a lot. But I have no desire to read any of those books. None. No. None. That's okay. That's okay. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I want sunshine and rainbows, or the entire world is bur burning down, and we need a teenage girl to rise up and save the day. That's all I want. This is. The world's kind of apart. I mean, this is no. too realistic, though. That is stuff that could really motherfucking happen, Molly. That's true. Um, <laughs> out of all of Will's issues and struggles in his life. Wait, did I skip something? Oh, did you think Will's a good detective? Like, did you think, like, he did there his were, job right? There were some things that I was like, I feel like he should have figured this out by now. Yeah. 
Like, he's I definitely like a, a traditional Southern slow moseying detective. And right? I don't know. And I don't. Oh, by the way, the narrator for the audiobook gave, gave everybody like a deep Southern accent. You're in Atlanta. <laughs> That's it not what people so in Atlanta funny. sound like. <laughs> he um, definitely was pushing the old Southern detective right, heart right. line. Heart, now, yeah. now I do think. Um, I do think he's a decent detective. I think he's a detective that cares. And yeah. that is more important, I think, than like, I don't know. But he's a character. He's, think, a, he's a detective you would root for. Like, right. You know, Will is, but I think Will's, and I, I know this because I've read all of the books, mm-hmm. but Will is trying to fix these people because he can't fix himself, right? He thinks if he fixes enough of the fixings. <coughs> You know, it's like Christina Yang and Hearts. Mm-hmm. She thinks if she fixes enough Hearts, she'll bring her dad back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Right? That right. that it, it it's the it's the same thing. It, right. I mean, and Meredith. It's a broken bird. Alzheimer's. So it's it's a broken bird thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, Piper Addison just watched the shooting episode. Hmm. Listen, I can't watch the episode when I'm home alone because nope. I've worked in schools and like. She was very upset, as you could imagine. I would like, say so. That um, she loves all of the like, and her her MFEO is Cali in Arizona. Like their couple goals to her, she calls them the states. Oh, the states she, cannot be separated. They they are perfect together. She's gonna be she, real sad in a few seasons yeah, when Arizona I, bangs someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, we should get back to this. We should get back to this. Um, so, since we're talking about Will, Will has a ton of issues mm-hmm. we've learned um, that that have he's struggles. His life is a struggle. Period. Yeah, he think he's mostly he's ashamed of slash embarrassed of his dyslexia. Um, what do you think of this being like a major plot point for him as a detective? I he thought uses, that was sorry. Go ahead. He uses a system of folders so he can color system for the folders. Um, Angie read to him through college and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he got his degree online for his doctorate. The man has a doctorate for Pete's sake. And he uses the tape recorder all the time so that he can pay attention and keep notes. Do we know that he has a doctorate in this book? I thought he just yeah. went to college. I didn't Yeah, know. he was he was talking because Amanda kept calling him doctor. Dr. Oh, Trent, right. Dr. Trent, because he oh, fitted, right. like, and he went to some weird college in Florida just to, like, screw with Amanda for some reason. And oh, right. He, I, I remember now he's, I remember now he told her he was hoping that he would be educated enough to be out of her pay grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the dyslexia, I think, was really smart. Um, I love a neurodivergent character. I love it because, you know, I have a neurodivergent son and a neurodivergent best friend. And so um, <laughs> um, I love it. So, <laughs> and it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably for you. It's not exhausting for me, but it kind of is. It's like me. watching a monkey loose at the circus. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um I thought that was really creative. I liked that he had a way, a coping mechanism. Like he had figured out a way to still be able to do his job and to do it well. Um, I'm 
pissed that Angie told his boss about the tape recorder because then he got in trouble for it. I mean, I know that like yeah. was a flashback thing, but like um Angie was being a bitch. Yeah. Well, she's got issues. Um Angie has her own issues. Yeah. I I like that he that he had to work at it. You know, I like that yeah. there was a whole like he just Nothing like, has ever come easy to him. No. And I like that, you know, part of the reason why John isn't discovered as maybe connecting to this until later in the story is because Will needs more time to read the files, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, his struggle actually helped John keep his ass covered, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and I mean, literally because he wasn't literally being raped in prison anymore. Word. Um, true crime, crime isn't your genre. No, it is not. <laughs> like, at all. Um, not at all. <laughs> what did you think of the story? Like, the nuts and bolts of it. I, I mean, we have a hero, we have a villain, an mm-hmm. unlikely villain, we have an unreliable narrator, we have a hooker. I mean, an unlikely got- hero, too. I mean, right. John's kind of a hero in the end. Yeah. So, what did you think? Um, I, this book is not for me, Molly. But right. it was really well written, and I can appreciate anything that's really well written. Right. Um, like I said, the gratuitous like violence in it was just not my thing. But uh, funny that I can read three books, four books really, about teenagers killing each other, and I'm like, yeah, cool. But this book, but I was it, like, it's mm-hmm. not as graphic. Yeah. I, it's not as graphic, yeah. and you know, like. This does turn my stomach. There are scenes mm-hmm. in these books that really do upset my stomach. But the way she unfolds a story mm-hmm. and we start in like we don't even know Michael's the villain. Oh, right? I know. He's the very first main character we're introduced to. Right. Like the we, book starts from his point of view. We 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 think so. I mean, we know we're going to talk about him. Let's just um I'll jump into my Angie question. Um, I don't feel like I answered your last question. Sorry. Um, what did you think of the story? Sorry. Like in general, I mean, this isn't my genre, but I thought it was well written. Mm -hmm. Um, I comparatively to the bone garden, which we read last year, which is also true crime and compared to, um, one we read recently, which is a good girl's guide to murder. Murder. Yeah. Um, and, well, I don't want to give away anything that we're doing next month yet, but um, comparatively, I would to say the this, thing you're reading now. Yeah. Comparatively, I would say the bone garden is still better. Um, yeah. But I, and that's it, actually my first true crime novel, but I think this was better than a good girl's guide to murder. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason she's, like a gazillion times sold on this, and like yeah, she's like times bestseller, seventy times. But she shares our videos. I know. Every I was going to say that too. Like, I don't know if she's running. We appreciate you, Karen. I know. I don't know if she's- I think she runs her own. I think well, she runs her own. I mean, that is super kind of her to share our little. Well, she pod. shares everybody. She shares everybody that mentions her. I think. I think that it's is so sweet. nice. I think that's so I mean, nice because she, she appreciates her fans. I think she that's does. so nice. I can't get John Green to do anything. <laughs> I know. What the fuck, dude? I mean, we can't really trust him right now after Astonishing Color. Like, um... You shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I... I'm... He's on probation with me. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm gonna shut my mouth, though. 
<laughs> Angie is a piece of work. Mm. This drool has had just as rough of a path as well. Yeah, rougher in and some ways. Her kind of use, she uses it as steam to get through life. Instead mm-hmm. of like Will pushing it down, putting it away, that's life, whatever, moving on. She uses it to fuel her fire, right? Her mom's in a coma from drugs. She was put in the system at 11. She was raped and fucked and, you know, a, every which way from everybody that could get their hands on her. Even before she, she was in foster care, she was. Right? I mean, the man, boyfriends. her mom's boyfriend that found her and her dead or nearly dead mom assaulted her, her before he called an ambulance. 911. Yeah. He says, you're not going to tell anybody about this. It's disgusting. Her mom used to sell her for drugs, too, mm-hmm. when she was little. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of her, one, as being, like, a counterbalance to Will mm-hmm. as Will's wife? And, two, what do you think about her character and, like, her character path in this book? They weren't married. They're married. They've been married for years. What? They talk about it in the book a lot. I thought it was that they just were together on and off for years. No, and they're they married. Together. Oh. They've been married for two years oh. at this point in this book. I don't remember them being married. And okay, she but... left him for six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really feel bad for Will because of that toxic relationship. But Angie doesn't know how to love herself. Girl needs therapy. Wait, is that her? Is that her name, or is that her prostitute name? No, Robin's her prostitute. Robin's her prostitute name. Like, I she's don't... an undercover cop, by the way. For those just listening and not reading the book with us, she's a cop too. She's also a cop. She's not a prostitute, and Will's I... married to a prostitute. Right. He's a cop, and she's a cop. She just is an undercover cop for the sex trafficking and prostitute. Yeah, vice catching. Um, yeah, I. That's it. There I it don't. Is. I don't believe her as a cop. I don't believe her as a partner for Will. Um, I think she is. She's just as skeezy as her. Yeah. And I don't, and she makes some really poor decisions, like really poor decisions. But in this spoiler alert, she never stops. (laughs) I'm not surprised. But in this book, if it weren't for some of the poor decisions she makes, like going to Michael's wife, Michael probably would have never been found out. No. And like, she believed John, mm-hmm. you know, like she was really, truly believed John, even when, you know, I mean, John didn't know she was a cop. He thought she was a prostitute, mm-hmm. but she saw the good in him. She saw mm-hmm. the kid, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, but the fact that Will thinks that they've slept together. Yeah. But I mean, and just sleeps with everybody. It's like I, a thing she does. I don't remember it's, them being married. Are you sure they were married in this yeah, book? Yeah, okay. they are. I they just are. remember them living together and then like they had been together for seven years. They and, are. Like, because he has to file a divorce for divorce in like the third or fourth book. Hmm. So that's a whole thing. Does he actually divorce her, divorce her? Yeah. Yeah, he does. But she's still in he all does. the books? Yeah. Because, well, she... Okay, spoilers for the series. Um... <laughs> He ends up meeting a doctor, a coroner. They kind of get into each other. They start sleeping together. You know, he keeps the dog. She has um, Dobermans. 
And she's been through, like, her husband died on duty, so she doesn't date cops, but then she ends up dating Will. You know, that cliche. Of course. And um, her and Will start, like, getting really comfortable. They're at each other's places all the time. And then Angie would just start showing up, mm-hmm. trying to, like, ruin it for them, even though she's really, like, the... She's su- She's but she up. also, like, they'll go into Angie's substory, and Angie mm-hmm. will be talking and talking about how she just left there. And she'll be like, I love her for him. He's She's great. I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, bitch knows she's crazy. Because she has... Bitch knows she's crazy. Psychotic episodes. <sighs> that um, is, that kind of disappoints me that she that Karen wrote such a cliche later because this book does. That's one thing I have to say about this book. There are not cliches in it, mm-hmm. and she's, and there are sometimes that cliches. She work. avoids it. She there, avoids it. There, but she's pretty good at yeah. She's there, pretty good at sneaking them in, though. There are sometimes that cliches work that, like, mm-hmm. you know, the one bed trope, the uh, fake dating. Like, we know what to expect from those, and and they work almost every time. But like, she did not put she did not put cliches cliches in this book. I don't know. Kendra's got me questioning my life right now. <laughs> we'll have to talk to her about it next week. <laughs> You're a little bit um, further than me, so no more spoilers. Molly no spoiled a book for me today. Like we, I didn't do it on purpose. We, I really thought you were ahead of me. We, You're usually ahead of me. We spoil books every week for people on this pod, but I'm still kind of bitter that you spoiled it for me. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. I, was, I swear to God, I did I was two chapters behind you. <laughs> Which never happens. I know. I'm but, always behind. But I'm on a seven-day stretch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. The main storyline in this book is about three gruesome murders of young girls. Mm-hmm. The slowly, the story slowly unfolds, and we see how these are all connected. What did you think about the story as the main plot point? Did you like the way the author unfolded it slowly? Yeah, because initially, well. So there's four murders, right? So there's the girl from that John's convicted of murdering. Yep. There's the two girls that um, Will brings to Michael to say, I think, right. No, no, there's, there's five. They're still alive. Yeah. There, because there's, there's three girls still alive. Right. Right. And one of those three girls was actually 10. And Will's pretty certain that that's an outlier that's more likely that she bit her own tongue. Tongue during um, the thing. But. But, but the big thing is that all of them have their tongues bitten off. Yeah. And John is convicted because they find the knife that cut off the girl's tongue. But it's never, he's never actually, like, the evidence is never revealed to him that the coroner said it doesn't look like it was cut, cut it was bit. And 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 then then the, the, sorry, go ahead. And the other girl that's murdered is the Michael's lover from across the street, the teenager. And John cuts her tongue out. Yeah, and John cuts her tongue out. But that one was an accident, yeah. Which is amazing mirroring, okay? Mm -hmm. So, spoiler, Woody is mm-hmm. michael michael mm-hmm. is the one that killed the girl and framed john his, his cousin yeah his mom was actually 
the lawyer who covered John in the mm -hmm. murder trial right. and hid the evidence about the teeth marks mm -hmm. because if she would have used the evidence about the teeth marks on the teeth, she would have gotten John free and they would have seen that it was her son. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want him to testify because she told John that it would be worse for him if her, if, if he did. And, um, then that mm -hmm. scene in which John, John talks about her coming and saying that like, she had exhausted all the appeals possible and she's just like crying and he felt like he was um consoling Comforting her. her yeah um yeah that was because she knows that what she did she, was she wrong fucking fucked up yeah she knows that she used her power for evil mm -hmm. she knew i mean and I she mean, was a psycho for a son yeah yeah she knew mm -hmm. so let's talk about it then um our villain bad guy is michael ornwood Woody. He is Woody. a detective for Atlanta PD. Um, he has a high solve rate, mm -hmm. a really high solve rate. And I have questions about that. And it makes me question if he was committing some of the murders and framing people, but that's beside the point. On the outside of this guy makes it look like he went from troubled teen to good cop. Mm -hmm. Joined the military. His life got straight, right? Mm -hmm. But that yeah. wasn't the case. That wasn't the what case. Do you think he, of him? he claimed that he got shot by a private and he came home because of it but there's evidence later that he shot himself he shot himself it was a self-inflicted wound because he was scared he was gonna get hurt he's batshit crazy and he's, he's a coward he, he met his wife when she was still a teenager yeah um, got her pregnant at 16 when he was in his mid-20s mm -hmm. and they got married Ugh. that's gross by the way that is gross if you do not think you, 25-year-old mister, getting a 16-year-old pregnant and marrying her isn't gross, you're part of the problem. She's a child. Yeah. She's a child. Yeah. Anyways. Um, um, so, he, I, I mean, he beats his wife. He, he yeah. His son, like, his son has some pretty severe disability. Mental learning. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, uh, what is the proper term now? Um, cognitive delays. Yes. He has some pretty yes. severe cognitive delays. Um, mm -hmm. That was another thing that bothered me about this book. The amount of times that they used the R word was yeah. a lot. It, it was rough. Um, I know Karen has made a statement about it. If I can find it, I'll post it. It was like, she was saying that she wrote this in the nineties and it was still like commonplace and she didn't mean to ever offend anybody, that kind of thing. Well John Green has done that too. One of his one of his books he uses the R word and he's walked that back as well. Listen, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm say not. I'm not gonna say it was okay because she wrote it in the nineties and there No the, the fact is that even if she wrote it it's today, a nasty word. Even if she wrote it today, that is one hundred percent the word that the character that said it would use. Yeah. And so that's like To Kill a Mockingbird is my all-time favorite book. When we're filming this, it's actually Banned Books Week. We read that we read To Kill a Mockingbird last year for Banned Books Week, and that book is consistently banned because of the use of the N-word. And I I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to be offended by that word. That's why she because used it's it. It's a bad word. Yeah. That's why she used it. That's why the characters yeah. who do it, they refer to them as trash. Like right. that's why they are trash human right. beings. Right. So I do feel like even if um, this book was written today, the character of Michael would still use that word to define his yeah. son. He would absolutely because he's that's how he sees it. He sees him as lesser. Being. He sees him as lesser. He's a gross a human being. Like he right. is just really gross. 
Really gross. Gross. And his moms know better. In the end, spoiler alert, John and his sister go to confront her mm-hmm. to get her to admit to what she's done. Mm-hmm. And she won't. Like, she denies it. And, like, mm-hmm. they threaten to take give her charges, the whole mm-hmm. thing. And she denies, denies, denies. I mean, what would you have done in that situation? Because I would have just pressed charges. I wouldn't even gone to my aunt. I wouldn't not, have gone to like. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have her. gone to her. She ruined I would have sued her for fucking all of she her what she had. Yeah, she ruined that entire family's lives. Like his parents got divorced. His mom. Because she was because pro- she was protecting her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, who and her his dad was basically his dad went to see him after he was pretty badly raped and beaten. Yeah, and his dad basically was like, "You deserve this." Yeah, and um, his mom fought Stop crying. You deserved this. That's yeah. exactly what he said to right. him in the infirmary. Right. That's His gross. mom had spent years and years trying to get him out of jail His with all this research. Mother. And then she had cancer. And then died an early death from cancer. And which his dad released. blamed. Yeah. Right Two after. days after she died. Mm-hmm. And his, his dad blamed his... the death on, on him. Of course. And the and sister, his poor sister. Yeah. She didn't believe him either. She, you know. She believed that he was guilty. Right, because she believed what her dad said. Yeah, and so the aunt ruined their lives. And John, one of the interesting things about this character, Robin, who's actually Angie when she's Mm -hmm. prostitute, um, undercover, um, John starts thinking of her in like a sexual way, but he doesn't ever make a move towards paying her and like buying a prostitute or whatever. But we actually find out through that sequence of events that he's never actually had sex with a woman. He's a virgin. I mean, he's a right in his mind. He's a virgin. Right. And, uh, he's never, he's going like, to need therapy. Right. The, like, the, the first girl that's killed that he's convicted of raping and murdering, he kissed her and that was it. He's yeah. had one kiss that one he kiss. chose for himself ever in his life i mean his story i mean he's okay so that was our next question actually let's continue talking about john shelley Mm -hmm. he became the fall guy for his cousin i Mm -hmm. mean what did you think of his story and how it unfolded i mean i mean it was really well written like well he's a a character that like he's a likable character you i liked him as a felon i liked him as a felon and what it was was he stomped was it yeah yeah was that the guy's name the Mm -hmm. guy that talks in Ray Ray. Doubles. The guy's name is Ray Ray. Ray Ray. 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 He repeats himself. Yeah. Ray Ray. He says his name twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Ray Ray assaults a prostitute hanging out at the car wash. Mm-hmm. And John in a flash is on Ray Ray and just buckles his face in, right? right. Like he just right. beats him real quick right. and helps the prostitute. Right. And he doesn't even know why he did it. Right. Like he's always been good. You know, and he, but he's also an unreliable narrator. None of the narrators in this book, maybe Will, are even re- Will. reliable. Like, John, you think that um, that he's motivated by these things because he's a hardened criminal. Yeah. And he's admitted that he did this crime so he could get out of jail, right? Just so he could be see his mom. Right. That's the only reason he did it. 
Um, and instead we actually find out he's like a legitimately good guy. He had a crush on this girl and he's had a crush on her forever, forever. And his cousin Woody couldn't handle that. The girl picked him, picked John over him. Woody had a lot of beef with him, Mm -hmm. right? He had this, like, come to find out Woody had this picture book, this scrapbook full of John obsessed with John. He was mad that his stepdad liked John more. He was mad that the girls liked him more. He was just, you know, what in Woody's mind, John had the perfect life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was going to take out the fact that he didn't have the life John had on John. Right. Right. It's like beating someone up for not like having red hair and you want red hair. Like it, it is the stupidest reasonings. Um, so what did you think of how this book ended? Angie kills the bad guy. Her and little girl are saved by Will. John goes and confronts his aunt. I mean, what did you think? I mean, it's a resolution, but it's not a resolution. I like, I like that the little girl wasn't dead. I was really like legit concerned she died. I don't like that Angie killed Woody. I wanted Woody to be prosecuted put in jail and have everything coming to him that john endured for years yeah um i think she killed him because he raped her and i think that was just her rage coming out and if anybody else and i think if anybody else was in that room we would have seen rage angie just going at it i mean yeah and i mean blame her i mean he he kidnapped her he broke her arm he he just beat the hell out of her right and Like, like just so People, if you haven't read this book, when Molly says that he raped her, we don't actually find out that Woody raped Angie until much later in the book. We think that they had sex. That they consensual sex. She's right. like, because she was sore and she woke up in her car and she, she knew thought she it was with him. She thought maybe it was rougher, but it wasn't like right. Like, and she's like, I didn't need that drink. I would just go to sleep with him anyway. Mm-hmm. I would have done whatever he wanted. It mm-hmm. wasn't a big deal, but. She said he did, she had a bruise where he bit her. Mm-hmm. So he did contemplate assaulting her and doing to her what he did to the others. Right. And then um, it, it basically occurs to her as the story goes on that, like, she probably was actually raped. That she was yeah. not awake or able to give consent when yeah. he, and when he yeah. raped her. Um, so we've talked about the ending. Did you like it? Um. The ending? Yeah. I just don't feel like it was the best resolution for the book, but it was a resolution. Right. Like, right. I wanted John to get to sue the state and get all this money. And, um, I mean, honestly, it's not the state's fault. Uh, it's his aunt's fault. Well, that's not true because they didn't look for any other, yeah. um, they didn't That's look for true. any other suspects. As soon as they had him, they assumed it was him. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And a um, lot of that had to do with the fact that the girl who was murdered, her dad was a prosecuting attorney. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that didn't help. Right. At all. Right. Um, at, so this character, Will Trent, mm-hmm. has now been booked as a TV show. For oh, ABC. really? He's been picked up for a full series. They've cast it. I'll put in the the doobly doos, the um, shit down in the below, you know, where we put the things, uh, the links to that. 
Um, but I think they're releasing it mid-season. They're not planning to release it fall. I think they're, like, going to use winter break or, like, mm-hmm. you know how they throw them in yeah. January, right? Isn't that usually yeah. what their mid-season is? Yeah. Um, but they don't even have a name for it yet. It's I mean, usually. called Will Trent Show. Usually. So do you think you'll watch it? Um, I maybe, maybe a lot of shows I like are just not on the air anymore. So I may, um, but usually a network puts a show mid season when they don't have a lot of confidence in it. But then again, scandal and Grey's anatomy were mid season shows and both of them were spectacular. This is ABC Mm -hmm. and they have, they have, um, if I was reading correctly, it is a good writer. Uh, they have cast a face like people know for real Trent, I I think they just don't have their ducks in a row. Yeah. I think that's what it is right now. Because well, I think they're still casting. Yeah. Well, I think that um, maybe I will. I, I realized last year I watch entirely too many doctor shows. Because I watch The Good Doctor, The Resident. I, I gave up on The Resident because literally, look, listen, I was watching it for um, the guy from Gilmore Girls. Matt, however um, the fuck you say his last yeah. name. Logan. Yeah. Logan. But, which is, by the way, I'm team Logan. That's who she should have ended up with. I don't care. Um, but he straight up checks somebody's heart without even putting the things in his ears. So I had to give up on that show. because Jesus Christ. So, um, so I, watch- I watched The Good Doctor. I watched uh, New Amsterdam. I watched Grey's Anatomy. Um, I watched. Grey's uh, an obligation watch now, though. Yeah, it truly we gotta is. see it through. It truly is. Um, I watch. I, I said I used to watch The Resident. I uh, watch nine one one, which is still sort of a medical show. And I, I watch both nine one one. And I watch Lone Star. Lone Star. I don't really love yeah. Lone Star, but I still watch it. <laughs> it's a little it's bit really cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. But it has Rob Lowe. Like, it has, has Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. It is Zoe. You know how much I love my Zozo. I know, I know you do. Um, um, so, I don't know if I'll watch it because I haven't been watching crime shows. I kind of eliminated those. I used to love the show Law & Order SVU. It was my favorite show. Um, I Detective Olivia Benson was, like, amazing. Like, I watched that mm-hmm. show religiously through college and into my adulthood. But after I had kids, I couldn't watch the show anymore. It's rough. It is hard. I, um, I'm trying to think what's out right now that I've let it go. I'm like consistently watching. I binged New Amsterdam over the summer. I do like like that that show, show, but it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. Um, I like New Amsterdam. Um, Chicago Fire. I don't watch all the Chicago's, just Chicago Fire. I started I watching why. Chicago Fire and I stopped after like the third season. I like Chicago Fire. It's because I have a huge crush on What's His Face that played Steve in Sex in the City. Like I've, I've, I've always, never, I've never seen any of, I've never seen a single episode of Sex in the City. What? Never. 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 I've never. I'm, gonna, I'm texting Katie. I'm texting Katie when you, we're done. I can't believe that. I've never. Well, I didn't have HBO growing up. So I it was on TBS for a long time. Like the edited version. Why would I want to yeah. watch that? <laughs> because it's something is better than nothing. That was I, my mantra at 12. 
<laughs> Why were you watching it at 12? But no, because like. Because I was alone. Tom Duh. and I, Tom and I <laughs> watched Big Bang Theory, which that's no longer yeah. on. That, you know, is over. We like Resident Alien. Um, but I we love Resident we Alien. Haven't Again, seen, we haven't seen. We haven't seen any of the second half of this most recent season. season? Yeah. No, I haven't either. Oh, The Rookie. I like The Rookie. And they have a spin-off I stopped watching that. I stopped watching that. You stopped watching a Nathan Fillion show? Yeah, I'm over it. The show. It's not Nathan. Terrible. It's terrible. It's Every terrible. Every single episode somebody he fires looks so tired. Every, he looks so tired. Every single episode big. they fire their guns and most cops do not discharge their weapon like no. ever. Ever. It, okay, 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 we're, we're on a tangent. Um, TV show, good. Okay, what was your good read? Oh, you know what? I don't good know. Good read rating. Let and then me, we're done. Let me zone. check it up. Then let me. Matt is making chicken piccata and it smells so damn good right now. Oh, I cannot wait to go eat. I do not like chicken piccata. I don't like the capers. I eat around that's, them. See, that's what I don't like about it. I don't like capers. I eat around them, but that's I like the flavor. The whole fucking point is the capers. No, the lemon juice and the vinegary, and I just don't eat the little green things. They tweak me out. Wow. Um, I was really harsh on this because I gave yeah, it Yeah, I a, don't doubt that. I gave it a one out of five. <gasps> April! Yeah. But I think I might have just persuaded myself in this episode to at least give it a 1.5. Here is my official, here is my official good read. Round up for my friendship. Give it a two at least. This is, this is actually what I wrote. It's a no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) This book is filled with disturbing images that are unnecessary to the overall plot of the story. This is the first book in the Will Trent series and isn't even the main character. I want to say something redeeming, so I guess I'll say that the way the story evolves is original. One out of five stars. But still not the worst book I read in 2022! (laughs) (laughs) That award still goes to the Lost Apothecary. <laughs> and remember, gang, a thousand followers equals a revisit. It's possible we'll get there. We're getting like, what do we have now? 200 something followers? I don't know. Um, RSS is weird. So RSS is 27, but then Amazon's showing more. Every, all the other platforms are showing us more. And I think it's about, based on our numbers of downloads and the followers we have on all the platforms, I think we're at about 200 followers, which is kind of amazing because we've only we're been doing this. We're pretty stoked y'all are here. We yeah, love we've, y'all. We've only been doing this like a little over a year. And for those of you that don't like know much about the podcasting world. Or know us? Like, I don't know how you got here, but hi. Well, we're included in not knowing much about the podcasting world. We kind of decided to do this and we're like, kind of like, okay, sure, let's do it. We didn't really do a lot of research into it beforehand. Maybe we should have, but podcasts don't, they don't make money unless you're famous. Like, it's really hard to. Or somebody famous takes you under their wings. Right. That's Shepard, I'm looking at you. Hook a girl up. Armchair umbrella is all I'm saying. So I'm not looking for a million, like billion dollar deal like you did with Spotify, homie. I just need a little chingling. <laughs> so most podcasters are hobbyists like we are. And um, yeah. Facts. So if we can get a thousand followers, I will re-record the motherfucking episode of Lost Spotify. <laughs> I secretly hope we get 999. (laughs) 
you know, you guys know what's gonna happen. We're gonna hit like a thousand and one, and she's like, she's gonna go. I said a thousand. <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. I'll just be really unhappy about it. <laughs> it that's my mantra. I'm going, but I'm gonna complain the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I do. We want to talk about what's next week. Fine. All right. So. Next week, we are meeting with, I cannot show you the cover because it's on my Kindle. Kindle. Hashtag not sponsored. I don't have it on my phone. But I'm hoping Tom will put it right here. Tom put an image here. Right here. Because this cover is so gorgeous. Wait till you hear Um, how she got these covers. I know. So beautiful. She's going to tell, we're going to have her tell this story. It's so so cool. Kendra is an independent author. Her books are available on Amazon. She also has a website. We will link all of that below. Please try to read her book. Support authors, support independent authors. Um, We're happy to do that here on our pod. Um, And guys, Molly and I are both reading it. It's really good. So this is the first book in the series. We're going to talk about it next week. The book is called Granted, and the series is called Granted. The fourth and final book in the series actually comes out in November. So we're going to talk to her about the first book, the series as a whole, and what we can expect from the fourth book. Go support her because this book, God, this right. book is so good. It's so good. It's so good. So um, it's got a love triangle, which I'm always here for. It's YA. It's it's magic. Is it, is it and a triangle or a diamond? Yeah, I don't know. It's got some extra like, points in there. But um, it's got magic it's, in it. it. It's, it's got so many elements of things that are like that I love. That I I'm enjoying this book a lot. It's so unique. I need to see the map though. I need to see the map and the yeah. the things. I'm gonna have to buy the physical books because this is so good. Well, and it's I just so wanted good. to say Molly's listening to the audiobook of the first book. So the first two books do have audiobook versions available. So if you're an audiobook reader like we are on the pod, get those two. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to Kendra having, did say she's working on getting the rest. It's just. Go buy the books and she'll work on it. Right. Um, and the rest of the month of October, we have posted a social media, but I will go through the list with you right now. Because I don't um, think I have any of those damn books. Well, I've already actually read most of them. I have Mary Shelley here. Um, I've actually read most of the books for next month already. So, um, oh, uh, so granted, I already said that. Uh we're on, that'll be on October 4th, October 11th. We will read the midnight bargain by CL Polk, which is, uh, CL Polk is actually like a really well-known, um, fantasy writer. Mm -hmm. Um, then we're going to read on the 18th. We were liars, which was my pick. Um, I read Mm -hmm. it before and Molly has never read it. Um, on the 25th, we will read the Mary Shelley club, which I am almost finished with, um, now. And if you want more information about what's coming up, visit us on social media and we have a website, go check out our website. You can stream all of our episodes from the website or from our RSS page. Did I miss anything? Nope. We'll see you guys next time. That sounds good. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Triptych by Karen Slaughter. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow the book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod or you can visit our website, booksbestiespodcast.com.